0: Hello people of the way, uh, if you have your Bibles with you today, turn to First Corinthians chapter eleven chapter eleven. This is Communion Sunday. Uh, one thing I have to say about communion is that it's a very holy tradition, and I'm never going to get tired of saying this how uh, I'm very wary of saying the word tradition, and I say that as a former Catholic. Uh, because there are certain brands of religion and religion can't save. Okay? Tradition can't save. Jesus Christ saves. It's a, about a 100% love relationship with Jesus Christ. And so it, it, this particular aspect of the Christian life, the communion, partaking of the elements, it's very, very holy, very holy. And if you're listening and you don't, do not have communion elements, go to the church website and just hit us up. You know, and Just say, hey, uh, uh, I need some of the uh, communion elements. And then uh, we'll connect with you and we'll send some to you in the mail. Uh, so it's very, very important. It's not anything to, it, it, one thing I have to say, if you're playing games with the Lord, um, don't partake of the elements. Do not partake of the elements. That's if you're playing games with the Lord. And I also have to say that if you maybe have played games with the Lord and you're done, maybe you tried a lifestyle and, you know, it's been found wanting, Uh, you were under deception, maybe you fell for the lie and you realize that, hey, this life isn't it's not for me anymore. This life in drugs, sex, alcohol, rock and roll, the whole nine yards. You know this is in a life for me and you believe in Jesus Christ you want to receive him as your Lord and Savior what I want you to do is hit the pause button hit the pause button and you know there there's a another uh, recording about how you can receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior so hit the pause button listen to that and respond to it respond to the call of God and receive Jesus Christ believe in him and receive Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior it's very, very important. You know, we study the Word. We study the Word and, and, and go through the Bible, read the Bible systematically, verse by verse, line upon line, precept upon precept. It's very important the life of a Christian. But then, at the same time, you know, it's not just for the sake of listening. You know, it's very holy what we do in, in fellowship with, with, with the Lord and fellowship with one another. Right now, we're in a kind of a weird mode where it's fellowship and under under roofs, you know, fellowship and... Each in uh, home with different families, uh, but that doesn't exclude you uh, and so if if uh if you're like, man, you know I, I want to partake of the elements, but if you're not a Christian, do not partake of the elements. You need to hit the pause button, you need to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and then you know you do that and you know we rejoice, we rejoice and then um, and then come back <laughs> come back to the communion message and then hit play. And then we'll we'll get started. So you know, praise be to the Lord. Uh, let's get started in First Corinthians chapter eleven. First Corinthians chapter eleven, and in verse twenty three, Paul starts off like this. Well, he doesn't start, but this is where verse twenty three starts. He says, "For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread." Remember, we studied in, in Matthew. That was a long night, you know, the Passover week. And it's a very, very long night where he had the upper room with the disciples. And that very night, you know, they got tired. They got tired. They fell asleep, you know, after the upper room. They fell asleep. And then, you know, he comes, he says, you, you guys stay here. I'm going to pray. And he takes a couple of brothers. He takes a couple of the disciples with him he says, okay, you guys stay here. I'm going to go a little bit further. And Jesus Christ is all by himself. He tells them to pray. He comes back and they're sleeping. He says, man, you guys are sleeping. He says, okay, you stay awake and pray. And I'm going to go and pray some more. He, go, he goes and prays. He comes back again. It's so cool, his prayer, because he says, Father, take this cup from me. You see, the humanity in Jesus Christ, Son of the Most High God, You see his humanity. He's like, Lord, you know, take this cup from me. I don't want it. But yet, Lord, you know, not my will. Thy will. Complete and total denial of self. And aligning himself with the will of our Father in heaven. That's hardcore. Hardcore. You know why? Because he loves you. That's why. He loves you. And the wages of my sin, the wages of your sin, is death. Straight up. And God, who is rich in mercy, God who is rich in grace, God who loves you, says, "I'm going to take your sin, and I'm going to place it on my only begotten Son, and Jesus Christ." Became sin. He He paid the price. You know, you hear people say that all the time. You know, like Jesus paid the price. Jesus paid the price. But when you think about it, it's like, whoa. That's amazing. I mean think about the sin in your own life It can be like a little You know it can be major It doesn't matter you know It's No matter what you know Sin is sin Sometimes you know you talk to people Who've committed egregious sin Like they're like man look at what I've done Look at the work of my hands Nothing can ever separate you from the love of God You fall to your knees and you say Lord forgive me I repent I receive you as my Lord Sometimes people think, "Oh, I'm so far gone. God, God, God doesn't love me." But you know what the Bible says? He says, "While we were sinners, He sent His Son to die on a cross." That's that's like that puts love times like infinity. That's some wild, wild love. And all due respect to the Lord, I'm not saying wild love like you know, in a carnal sense. I'm saying wild love like it's just so mind blowing. So that was a heavy, heavy night For Jesus and the disciples A heavy, heavy night And the Lord is straight up telling him You know, like When you see the upper room What happens in the upper room? And so look what happens here On the same night in which he was betrayed Took bread, in verse 24 And when he had given thanks He broke it and said, take, eat This is my body which is broken for you Do this in remembrance of me When Jesus Christ was talking to the Pharisees, and he was talking about eating of himself, eating eating of his flesh. And the Pharisees, because they followed the letter of the law, they did not follow, they didn't understand the spirit of the law. They were were blind, they were deaf, and Jesus Christ says, hey, if you follow these guys, both of you guys are going to be in a ditch. And what do I say today? Don't follow the blind, don't follow the deaf, and you know, don't follow these people. And they, they were saying, like, what, what is he talking about? Does, does he mean that we're, we're, we're cannibals? Does he mean that we have to eat of his flesh, like literally? But no, they followed the letter of the law, and they were blind to the things that Jesus was talking about. But here, meanwhile, you have in this upper room, Jesus Christ is telling his disciples, Take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, He also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. New covenant. Very important. The new covenant in my blood. You know, in our Wednesday studies we're going through, we're in the law. We're reading these aspects of the law. And you see, it's like the power of blood. And all these animal sacrifices in the Old Testament... They're a mere shadow of the things to come They uh, they point to Jesus Christ And the blood of the Lamb You know, capitalized L The offering of God What does it take for you? What does it take for me? To believe and receive And then you and I We have the blood of the Lamb Over the doorpost of our hearts Nothing new under the sun And so look what happens here he says, this do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Now verse 26, this is where we're going to get a little hardcore for the Christian. It says, for as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. It's speaking about the second coming of Christ. Paul is telling the church in Corinth, you know, we're going to do this until Jesus Christ returns. And you know what? Jesus Christ is returning soon don't play games if you're like yeah I didn't you know he this guy said to hit pause and receive Jesus Christ but I'm not going to hit pause nobody's watching nobody knows and if that's you you better hit pause you know if you're not a Christian you're playing games with the Lord and you need to uh, uh, receive Jesus Christ you better hit pause because you know what God is watching and I don't mean to freak you out or anything like that but God is watching God knows God responds it doesn't matter if you're All by yourself you're in your car you're in your room it doesn't matter in your kitchen it doesn't matter the lord sees the lord desires relationship with you and the reason why i say you know you better hit pause it's not like a threat you know but i say hit pause because this is very holy very extremely holy i don't say hit pause and you know listen to music and hit pause and take a nap no Hit pause and then li- receive, hit listen to the message about receiving Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. So powerful. My prayer is that you do do that. And so look what happens here. You know he says, "For often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes, and he is coming again." You know the, the Bible speaks about the signs of the times. Jesus Christ tells us about the signs of the times, prophetic events. And you know, you look at the news today, you read the newspaper. If you're an older fellow, you know, you read the newspaper. If you're younger, you know, you go through your phone and you read all these things. It's like, whoa, what is happening? Straight up plagues that are in the earth today around going around the globe. Locusts are destroying crops all over the world. Not even, not small scale destruction. It's like large scale, like entire countries, entire entire regions are being destroyed. Not only that, but what else do you see? The love of many waxing cold. People who, you know, 10 years ago, they say, I love you. And then today they're saying, I hate you. What about the acts of love? You see the love of many waxing cold. At the same time, you see a falling away. People not holding on to sound doctrine, biblical doctrine. What do you see also? You see the wolves and the hirelings speaking about pastors. Where are they? Where are the ones who you know, stand for truth? God's truth from His Word. Geopolitically, look what's going on in Israel. The crazy, crazy election season, which is now over, and so we're going to see how it turns out. But July 1st, they're going to start to kick off the peace talks again. And once this peace treaty, if they come to an agreement, once it's signed, that could very well start the seven year tribulation, the seven year period. Not, You know, the last three and a half years is the, the great tribulation. The first three and a half years, it's going to be false peace. It's fake. Faux. Faux peace. That's what the Bible teaches. I'm not a pre-tribulationist. You might be hearing this and saying, well, you know, I always heard about the pre-trib. I read these books. I read all the, the left-behind books. I read the saw the left-behind movie. That's fine. But what does the Bible have to say? And it's so cool how the Lord teaches us. Remember, Jesus Christ is the one who says, I tell you all these things beforehand so that when they happen, you might believe. Praise be to the Lord. In these days of prophecy... These days of prophetic fulfillment It's like, wow, use it as a tool You know, if you don't believe in Jesus Christ You see these things happening It's like, man, I better believe in Jesus Christ I used to think this stuff was fake But I see all this stuff happening Wow, the Bible is real But if you are a Christian You're walking with the Lord Use these Use these events to share the good news And say, hey, remember when I told you about Jesus Christ five years ago and you thought I was crazy? say, yeah. Well, I'm still crazy, but look, you know, Jesus Christ is real. He's coming back and He loves you. It's so cool how the Lord works. And so look what happens here. In verse 27, therefore, whoever eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. See, that's why I tell you to hit pause. If you're playing games with the Lord, that's why I tell you to hit pause. You know, that's why I tell you, like, you know, you better hit pause and then receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Because Brother Paul says, Whoever eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner. And it begs the question, what is this an unworthy manner? How does this happen in an unworthy manner? Well, I'll tell you. You know, say you get high. You have a lifestyle of drugs. You know, you're doing your drugs. You're doing your crack. You're doing your meth. You're doing your whatever. Marijuana. Oh, it's legal. It's legal. I don't care if it's legal. You're doing your sexual stuff, your pornography, cheating on your spouse, doing all these dirty things, dirty magazines. You know, back in my day, it was the dirty magazines. Now it's all the computers. And the computers, it's on the phones. You're doing your, you know, your dating apps or whatever. Everybody says, oh yeah, it's Christian though. It's a Christian dating app. It's not a Christian dating app. You know? You can call it a Christian dating app But look at the fruit of it Look at all the people that are, you know Doing their sexual stuff It's even worse to call it a Christian app Sex, drugs, all these things You know, people who are You know, they're, in, in, they're a Christian And then they go back to the law Or they're a Christian And they deny Christ and go to Hinduism They're going to become Mormons Is to say, wait a second, don't do these things in an unworthy manner. Don't partake of these elements in an unworthy manner. Like, man, you're freaking me out. What are you talking about? This is scary. If you're talking like this, what's the remedy? I'll tell you the remedy. Let's look at verse 28. But let a man examine himself. This word for examine is to scrutinize, to see whether a thing is genuine or not. Place yourself under some hardcore scrutiny. You say, man, I don't know the Bible. You don't have to know the Bible. Whatever you know about Jesus Christ, whatever you know about His Word, let that be your measuring tool. You say, okay, well, you know what? I I don't do crack anymore, but I smoke cigarettes. Okay, that's fine. I'm not going to get on your case. You examine yourself. What you you know, is that pleasing before the Lord? Maybe you don't know. It's a it's it's self-examination. It's not, you know, Joe Schmo examining you. It's you examining self with what you know from Jesus Christ and His Word. And so you examine yourself. And Brother Paul says in verse 28, And so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. It's very important. And so I have to say, you know, we're going to have these verses that we read through. And as soon as we're done with these verses, if you need to repent, if you maybe you're listening alongside somebody and you need to apologize, just, you know, hit the pause button. Hit the pause button and say, hey, you know, I'm sorry, I blew it. And then come to the Lord and say, Lord, forgive me. Help me learn from this mistake. And it's pleasing before the Lord. Now you're right with God. You see, it's so cool. It's so cool how the Lord works this cleansing aspect. We do it corporately as a church body once a month. But this is something that can happen anytime any time to take inventory of your heart and measure it with the word of god and let jesus christ be your standard you say what do you what do you mean jesus christ is my standard well don't forget the word became flesh the word became flesh genesis to revelation it's all jesus christ the word became flesh and so this self examination it's very holy Here's the scary part. Verse 29. For he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this reason, many are weak and sick among you, and many sleep. It translates, many have died. Many have died. When you say, what do you mean? That's the scary part. I I thought this was supposed to be a good thing. It's a beautiful thing. Just don't play games with the Lord. That's why I say it all the time. Don't play games with the Lord. You can listen to messages from the past. What am I always saying? You know, get off the crack pipe. You know, put down the meth. Put down the pornography. Put down the sex. I mean, if you're married, it's fine. You know, but if you're not married, you know, put it all down. I want to say you're married, you know, the with your spouse, you know. Put down all these things. Put down your Buddha. Put down the Virgin Mary. That's what I mean when I... It's to to be right before the Lord. So it's like, you know, wow, you know, that is kind of freaky when you think about it. Yes, it is. But the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Fear of the Lord is a beautiful thing. Just to say, Lord, I'm not going to play games with you anymore. And walk with Him. It's a beautiful love relationship. These are things that religion. You can't get with religion. You cannot get these things with religion. But you can with a love relationship with Jesus Christ. You know why? Because as much as He loves you, you fall deeper and deeper and deeper in love with Him. Remember, you are the bride of Christ. The Christian is the bride of Christ. Say, what do you mean, the Bride of Christ? Well, just if you don't know what I'm talking about, just you know, hold on a little bit. Keep reading and keep listening to these messages. Because in the course of time, you know, like when I first became a Christian, people would say, like, oh, Bride of Christ, like, what? What do you I don't get it? What are you talking about, Bride of Christ? They would say all these things, atonement. What does that mean? I don't even know what it means. I had to have a dictionary back then. We didn't have cell, like you know, though we had cell phones, but like not the not the fancy ones that you have today. So I couldn't just like thumb it down and look at it, like actually thumb through the pages of a dictionary. Alphabetical order, old school. Atonement. What does atonement mean? And the dictionary says something. But then you read the Bible, you fall in in love with the Lord deeper and deeper. You walk with Him for 5 years, 10 years, 20 years. And then all of a sudden, atonement is like, that's, you have no words to describe it. You can describe it with the dictionary. But personally, you have no words. You're at a loss of words because it's so deep how much the, the Lord loves you. So sometimes, you know, I, I speak Christianese sometimes. And if you're listening and you're like, man, this guy speaks Christianese too much, you know, just go to the church website, you know, and stop speaking Christianese, you know, send a, send a message through the thing. Just say, hey, stop speaking Christianese. But look what happens here. In verse 31, For if we would judge ourselves... You know, we live in a world where people don't like judgment. People don't I'm not saying we should like, you know, judgment from the Lord. That's not a, you know, that's that's not good. But in Christ, we're not under judgment. In Christ. Remember, there's safety in him. He is our strong tower. But this word for diakrino for judge, it's diakrino in the Greek. It means to discriminate, to discern, to separate and withdraw. It's very important for every Christian to do. We need to judge ourselves. You need to judge yourself. He says, if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged, and that word is crino, condemned. People always say, "Oh, don't judge me, lest you be judged." Don't, don't judge me. I'm not trying to judge. I want to help you put down the meth, put down the crack pipe, put down the pornography. You know, who's this Who's this female over here that's not your wife? You know, cut her loose. Who's this guy over here that's not your husband? Cut him loose. What is this, you, you know, this uh, Virgin Mary that's dangling from your uh, rearview mirror? Get rid of that. All these things, you know, oh, but you don't understand. I paid so much money for this. It's the best meth from Chiapas, Mexico. I don't care. I paid $500 for it. I don't care. Throw it in the trash. You know, dump it in the toilet. You know, get rid of it. Burn it. Well, you know. Far away. And it blows me away so much because these are things that we do internally in ourselves. You need to judge yourself. You know, I used to play games with the Lord. Oh, yeah, the Lord will forgive me. I'll go ahead and do this, do that. Oh, yeah, you know, God is good. God is love. He'll forgive me. And you start to read the Bible. You start to read the Romans. And it's like when Paul says, you know, don't play games with sin. Don't take advantage of God's grace. If you're in that boat that I was once in, you know, that's called taking advantage of God's grace. Don't do that. It's not a good thing to do. So when I say these things, I'm not like pointing the finger and saying, hey, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. I'm saying, hey, don't be a fool like I was. Learn from my mistakes. I'm telling you not to do these things because I did them and I was stupid. I was a fool. But, you know, praise be to the Lord because by His grace, you know, He taught me. He says in verse 32, but when we are judged, we are chastened by the Lord. So beautiful how the Lord works, his chastening. Remember, the Bible teaches us if we are without chastening, we are are illegitimate children. You know, some translations say if you are without chastening, you are bastards. That's what the Bible says. I used to be like, you know, I can't say that, but then I, you know. Read the Bible in a different translation I was like man it straight up says bastard But that's what the Bible says if it, You know What father doesn't discipline his children I mean we live in a world today where you see that You know parents don't discipline their kids Look at the kids They're Running around doing their crazy things Taking you know All their drugs You know prescribed drugs Like little zombies and it's so cool. when I mean, you're on the receiving end of chastening. You know, and he's like, what are you talking about? That? You know, that's a good thing? Yes, it's a good thing. I'll tell you why. Because I'm going through my Bible. In Hebrews 12, Hebrews 12, verse 11 says, Now, no chastening seems to be joyful for the present. I love that word, seems. Chastening, no chastening seems to be joyful for the present. It's like, you know, what kid is getting spanked by their dad and, you know, is saying, oh, thank you, dad. You know, a little five-year-old. Oh, thank you, dad. No, they're crying. Because they don't like to get spanked. But he says, no chastening seems to be joyful for the present, but painful. Nevertheless, afterward. Afterward. It yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. So, you know, like he says here in 1 Corinthians 11, verse 32. But when we are judged, we are chastened by the Lord that we may not be condemned with the world. You see, it's how we grow, learning from our mistakes the same way I learned from my mistakes You see how the Lord works? Praise be to the Lord. Praise be to His name. And say, normally in our communion Sundays, we would, you know, stop here and have a moment of uh, introspection, this self-examination while, you know, we have worship music. We don't don't have these luxuries today in this present climate. We don't have these luxuries. But, you know, we're going to have a moment where you just hit the pause button. It's so all you got to do. Hit the pause button, and when you hit the pause button, just pray. You know, a, a, a moment of prayer. You know, examine your heart, examine your life. If you need to repent, repent. There's no shame in saying, you know, I have to repent. No shame whatsoever. The prideful heart will say, "Oh yeah, I don't need to repent. I'm good to go." But you know, when you find yourself wanting. When you measure your life, you measure your thoughts, everything, to Jesus Christ and His Word, and you're found wanting, you know what you do? You repent. You say, Lord, forgive me. I didn't understand at the time, but now I get it. And you know what, Lord? Help me learn from this mistake. Or you know, what about the sin of omission? There's the sin of commission, but what about the sin of omission, where it's like, you know, you know what you ought to do, but you haven't done it. The Bible says to him who knows what he ought to do, to him who knows uh, uh, what she ought to do, and does not do it. To him, to her, it is sin. And so maybe there's some repenting that has, you know, it's like you know, you know you ought to do this, you know you should have done something, but you didn't. Repent for that too. It's It's like a shower. You know, you go out and you do some like hardcore manual labor. You know how funky you get. I mean, your armpits are all nasty. And you get all gross. And then, you know, who comes inside the house and doesn't take a shower? That's nasty. You know, I hope you don't do that. If you do do that, you know, praise the Lord for social distancing. You know, don't do that. Don't do that. You know, we uh, people do it spiritually. They go out and they, you know, they they partake of communion, but you know, the day before they were partying and doing their sex and drugs and rock and roll, and they come and take communion, and it's like hey, it doesn't work that way. It's to it's it's like a shower. It's uh, like bathing. And so we're gonna have this moment, uh, you know, a little pause, and so you know, hit the pause button. Say a prayer if you have to repent. Repent, and then um, hit play, and then we'll partake of the elements. So go ahead and hit pause. Okay, so First Corinthians eleven. verse 24 we're just going to read this again and praise be to the lord praise be to his name and when he had given thanks he broke it and said take eat this is my body which is broken for you do this in remembrance of me let's take of the bread the same manner he also took the cup after supper saying this cup is the new covenant in my blood this do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me let's take up the cup let's pray father lord we thank you so much lord we thank you for this uh uh, communion sunday lord these elements lord it sounds so weird just to call it communion it's communion but so much deeper than that lord we partake of your body lord we consume all of your body lord which is the word of god just as uh father you commanded moses To eat everything of the lamb without blemish, Lord The entrails, the body, everything Leave nothing, uh, no leftovers And so we do the same with your word, Lord No leftovers We consume all of it Every jot, every tittle, Lord And we drink of your blood, Lord Jesus We drink of your blood The new covenant in your blood A blood sacrifice, Lord Just like the Old Testament There was the blood sacrifice, Lord just thank you so much lord for the richness of your grace your mercy and your love that you have for us and father we pray all these things in the mighty mighty name of jesus christ our lord amen amen oh, so that was our uh communion communion message and uh we're going to continue on with the sunday sermon and through the book of acts so You know, praise be to the Lord. If you've taken communion for the first time, uh, you know, I'd like to welcome you to the family of God. And then at the same time, you know, is to say, hey, you know, stay in the Word. Very important because we're living in crazy, crazy days. You know, stay in the Word. Hit us up, you know, go to the church website, hit us up, and then uh, we'll connect with you. And we'll, uh, uh, I guess, just connect with you. So, (laughs) All right. Love you guys. God bless you.